Do you and your friends have really good conversations? Do you guys talk about making a podcast after every good combo? Well, this is your sign to go ahead and make that podcast. Spotify is a platform that makes it so easy to make your podcast. You can even earn money. And in this economy, multiple streams of income is the goal. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter how much equipment you have, as long as you have a phone and internet, you can start creating today. Once you start creating, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. My name is Danasia. And my name is Faith. And welcome to season four of Type A Black Girls. We're discussing all things adulting, including life after college, relationships, finances, traveling, and navigating the corporate world, all while being Type A Black Girls. We hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back to Type A Black Girls. If you're new here, here's a little snippet or intro about us. Hey y'all, I'm Faith and I work at Cisco as a business analyst in supply chain and I currently live in Raleigh, North Carolina and I just graduated from Arizona State last August. What about you moms? Hi guys, I'm Denasia. Um, I work for L'Oreal as a financial analyst Um, I currently live in Jersey City, working out of New York City. So I'm in, Coma said you say, tri-state area. Yeah. Um, And I just graduated from UNLV in Las Vegas last May. Yes. That's one of us. Yeah, yeah. But girl, let's go ahead and get into this rose button thorn. If you're new here, again, a rose is something that good that happened in your week, but it's something that you're looking forward to, and thorn is something bad that happened. So moms, you want to go first? Yeah, so my bud, um, I'll start off with the bud because I get a text from our mutual friend, Paul. He's like, what you doing tomorrow? No context. I said, it's it's, going to be a good time with Paul regardless. If you listen to our New York recap episode, you know Paul is a good time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, um, what you got planned? And long story short, not really sure what the plans are tomorrow, but I will be outside with Paul. So really no complaints. Uh, We just going to figure it out as we go. And honestly, those are the best nights. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with Paul tonight or tomorrow night. Um, my other bud is that I do have Beyonce tickets. Love. I literally just keep checking my Ticketmaster, like excited because I just can't believe they're actually there. Like I did not think this lady was gonna put out this album for one, let alone go on tour. So my next like personal like task is building out my outfit. Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like you know the the album cover of her on that that on that horse. Yeah, on that that damn donkey. Mm-hmm. I need her. Her, her imagery of her on that horse, but I need that outfit on me. So I oh. want to, like, bedazzle the cowgirl hat. I want to oh. do, like, a full... Like, it needs to be a costume, basically. I see. Okay. I need her to see me in the stands and bring me on stage. That's okay. my goal. I know mm-hmm. she won't, but in my head, that's what's going to motivate me to get the outfit done. Oh, yeah. So if you have any inspo, let me know, because I've been on Pinterest like crazy, but I'm realizing there's not really much bedazzled cowgirl content out there. Mm-hmm. So I would just have to make it my own. Yeah. Um, so that's my bud. That's my I'm trying to plan that out um before the concert in July. Um my rose is that me and my friend Mia have been doing so many wine nights, like every weekend she'd be like, What you doing? And I'd be like, Nothing. And she'd be like, Girl, come over, we having a wine night. Yeah. And we just try different wines. Um, the last time we just watched movies, this time we just sat and talked and she's getting me back into reading because she gave me this book called It Ends With Us. And I've been meaning to read that. And it's getting turned into a movie, actually. So mm-hmm. I'm halfway through the book. I feel like I broke out of my little reading funk. And it's such a good book. Like, if, if you know, you know. Colleen Hoover, shout out to her. 
Colleen. Um, okay. Yeah, my good my, my girl Colleen. Like she writes the best little like romance that doesn't feel too cheesy. Because mm-hmm. for me personally, like I used to hate romance books. I felt like it was too sappy. Like yes. I need some plot with it. You know, like I need rom com. I need science fiction plus romance on the side, like Hunger Game vibes, like that type of thing. So um yeah, so I've gotten back into that and shout out to Mia for the wine nights. Also, I've been cooking a lot more. Turns out I can cook. Hey. hey. Can you believe? Because if y'all have been listening for a long time, you knew I was not touching no pots and pans. Like, baby, I was ordering out all the time. And I really used to be lying to guys because I feel like when guys ask, like, you start talking to them. Lying is crazy. (laughs) They'd be like, oh, can you cook? I used to be like, yeah, I could cook. Like, I've been been in the kitchen since I was knee hot lying. You're adding to the lie? You could have just kept it up, yeah. No, you know I'm dramatic. You know I, I exaggerate, baby. So I'm like, oh, me? Oh, yeah. I make a mean insert dish here. Like, whatever I feel like, whatever dish I feel like he liked. I used to be really just capping, like, the cap on this app. That's insane. Because I was like, he, how he gonna know? Like, I was, in reality, unless I really liked him, I was not cooking for that man. You're right, um, you're right. But then I did start cooking. Like, I actually started cooking for myself. And I used to taste it and be like, wow, this actually kind of good. Like, Shout out. The ancestral genes just came out because I really was kind of free balling the recipes, like mm, putting I what I felt like looked and sounded good, and it did. Yeah. So um turns out I actually can cook. So that wasn't as much of a lie as I, as, as I thought it was in hindsight. Yeah. Um, my thorn. So I had like a door of the explorer type of night yesterday, and it was literally horrible because I got off work. And usually I go and I take a specific train to get back home. And there's only one train that runs to where I need to go, right? Okay. So I walk up up the station and I see a bunch of like like people, like like about 60 people all standing outside looking down. Like, huh? Like, where are we at? Did it, what are we going to do? And I'm like, oh, no, what happened? The trains are completely down. And they have like an intercom system. And they're like, uh, the trains are completely down, down running from Ed Street to Ed Street because there is an intruder on 14th Street. Intruder? intruding what did somebody not pay their fare like i'm trying to figure out what happened here because now i have no way of getting home yeah and you know one thing about me i'm gonna take an uber so i looked at the uber why are the uber rates 120 whoa 120 now mind you usually it's like 60 to 50 like 50 50 60 usually is like a decent price that you'll pay to like get to where you need to go it was 120 dollars, and i was like Every one of their mom is on the Uber app right now trying to figure out how they're going to get home. I just can't do it. And I was like, you know what? This is my time. I need to really be a true New Yorker and figure this out. So I I literally figured out a way home. I ended up going down to World Trade Center and like transferring like three different trains. And by the end of the night, I was like, why did I do this? I should have just paid the 120. (laughs) I I was over here trying to be a trooper. Like for what? For what? All I did was got home later and I was more tired. I and see. I was on my period, so I was already fighting for my life. Like day one, too. You know how? Oh, if you know, oh, you know. I, y'all know I don't pay. I don't. I don't like to spend money, but I, I'm. I might have just paid that one twenty. Day one. No. Day one. Shout out, like Denasia. Like you literally spend hundreds of dollars each month on Ubers. Like you need. You need to tough it out. I was trying to be tough love with myself, but that was the one time I should have just showed myself a little more love. Because what? What was I doing? What did you gain? Take the Uber, baby. This is your sign. Take the Uber. Take the Uber. But also the Ubers be canceling on me. Like, 
Girl, no. I hate that. Like, they literally will get there and be like, where are you going? I think on the Uber app, it just shows you the mileage and the fare. I don't think they know where they're going. So when they find out where you're going, if they don't want to go on that side of the city, they're like, ah, you good. And they'll, they will literally leave you. So I was like, I'm also taking a risk that if I get an Uber driver, he could just, I could just be stranded outside. Yeah. But uh, yeah, shout out to me because I was feeling real resilient and felt like Dorothy Explorer. But now I know another route to take if the train is down. And yeah. I was on, I literally went on the transit Twitter because it was the only place where you would get updates. Try to figure out who the intruder was. They didn't even reveal what happened. They just glossed over like it didn't happen. And I'm like, you shut down a whole train for a quote unquote intruder. Like it was giving, it had to be like a bomb threat or something because they've never done that before. 60 people waiting outside is a lot. Everybody just looking dumb. <laughs> We're all like, huh? Like, what are you going to do? Everybody just started following the person that looked like they knew what they was doing. And mm. that's how I ended up on a train that was also discontinued. So, <laughs> crazy. Everybody but, looking I guess that's what I bargained for living here. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, other things look forward to besides the train. What about you, moms? Um, for me, I'll start with my rose. Last week, I had my first work trip. I went to D.C. That was pretty cool. Um, you know, definitely got to bond with my coworkers and see them as actual human beings and like not just corporate bees, you know, so that was cool. Um, met a few Howard students. So that was also cool. It was just like, if you know a company is coming, like, why are you coming in sweats and joggers? Like, now you're going to now you're about to piss me off. Like, I, like, come on now, like, do y'all not got no mamas, no daddies? Like, what's going on? So that really irritated me. I'm not going to hold you. Like, you guys have known Cisco is coming. Like, you know, we worked so hard to put this together, and y'all, half the class came. Half of the class. That's like, crazy. You know what company is coming? To talk to you about a potential work opportunity and what it's like being a demand planner, and you just – F it, we ball for real. Okay. Because it was raining. So, like, I, I if I got into a mind of a call student, I got it. But, like, that was kind of irritating. But, you know, had some solid food there. Um, a lot of it wasn't on my dime. So, that was great. Um, people was bringing their, like, daughters and dads. Like, it was it's really funny <laughs> for real. Like, why is your daddy here? It's giving family night. It's giving. It, it was giving family night. And I'm like, why is your 11-year-old daughter here? You know, like, shout out to her for real. Like, but what? okay so it's like i could have brought lola like i really could have so next time like he's coming um and lola was like i definitely would have came like you had to tell me and i was like i didn't i didn't want to because it was my first workshop i didn't want to intrude you know Mm -hmm. i think that's also a thing we do as black people like i don't i i don't i i I got it good right now i don't want to mess it up yeah and you want to test the waters first before you Mm -hmm. yeah everybody had their family so bring a lola next next time um I, oh and then another rose lola came to visit me met my north carolina friends so that was fun i have about two here two and then one like i don't really talk to as often but she has been my friend for like two years so i basically have three in total i have a lot of acquaintances so that was cool um it was just fun he was here for less than 48 hours so that kind of sucked you know the, the little crying i was like i'm just so sad i'm like ugh, you know big news coming soon you know, maybe it'll be a season five thing. Um, if, if you can put contact clues together, y'all know what happened is happening. But um, and then finally, I went on my first official solo day. I went on to a comedy show. 
it was really, really fun. Like it was a grand time, got super cute by myself, got off of work, didn't take a nap, which kind of sucked, but um, met a girl there that was also doing a solo date. And this girl also sat next to me and she kind of gave off witchcraft. She smelled like incense and um, body odor. So that kind of put a dim to the night. Um, Crazy. I guess that, that was my only thorn. I, I was trying to figure out a thorn. That was my thorn. My nose literally shut my my left side of the nose shut shut off so that I wouldn't smell her. So it wouldn't ruin my night. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, I had a grand time. <laughs> met, met the comedian Casey Frey. Um, if you know, you know, he's a big on Twitter, also was big on Vine. Um, and then my bud, um, I had a one on one. And have you ever like had a meeting and you're like, I wish I dressed better to this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got thing and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I should have like fixed my hair, put on like a better like business casual outfit. I was like, "Okay." He basically was telling me like the blueprint on how to be black at Cisco, which was so cool. He'd been working there for six years. Like he worked in the public sector before, um, and he he was like, "You know, I don't know if you'd be okay with this or if like you want to gauge my personality a little bit more, but like I would love to be your mentor." Mm. I was like. And have you ever, sorry for people who are listening in their ears, have you ever met somebody or had a conversation with somebody, like, especially in the corporate world where you're just like, you're just, you just come off so confident and it feels like you actually know what you're saying. You're not faking it. Like you really know what you're talking about. And it, and it, it gave me dopamine, mom. It gave me so much dopamine. I was like practicing my presentation for tomorrow in my closet, getting ready to go to the gym. And I was like, it's a great day today. Let me go. Let me go on a walk. So I went on an hour walk, you know, caught up with my little sister. Like it was just such a great conversation, you know? Mm. And he was like, you're doing a lot of big things that people earlier in career just don't do. So I will applaud you for that. And I really like, I see you doing big things and like, just seeing somebody that you look up to in the first like freaking five minutes of the meeting say that to you like it was so cool and the thing is I realized when he was telling me his story like he had the perfect pitch for everything um uh he I had met him two years ago during my internship so it was like full circle moment like it was just like it was really great like it was like I love being black you know cause mm. the, those those people that really ride for you really ride for you and really want to see you succeed no facts on that like yeah we just had our black history month panel and the amount of people that i realized work at l'oreal that are black and that want to see you succeed for one and two are willing to help you get there yeah like the support that's the biggest thing and it just made me want to be like that person for someone else like yes like when i'm more seasoned and like i can help people out even now like if i can help someone out it's like oh i used to be on your shoes like what can i do to help you like yes oh it's such a good feeling i can't wait for the interns to come this summer i cannot wait i love yeah. i love being a mentor i love feeling like i i was in your shoes buckaroo i know and let me help so you so you don't have to struggle as much as i did facts facts yeah. But I'm not going to hold you. Witchcraft is crazy. She smelled like witchcraft. Like, I don't know. If you know, you know. Like, she. Like, let's bring aluminum back into deodorant. I know no. I've said this before. Please bring it back. Because I think a lot of people hop on this natural deodorant wave and your body isn't, your body don't need natural. Your body needs the aluminum. And need to, but let's call it for what it is. You need aluminum. Go ahead and put that foil under there and you'll be fine. <laughs> Wrap it up. Wrap it up, please. <laughs> everybody's sake wrap it up like, saran wrap it please like i just this summer you better put that 
playing with y'all. At these festivals, at these concerts that y'all paid all this money for, y'all better put that because I'm fighting. And y'all know I can't fight. So I'm just throwing punches for real. But I'm and I don't even say this to our type A black girls, because I know y'all, I know y'all spick and spam. We ain't gotta worry about y'all. But no. but this is this is tell tell your friends, tell you tell you, tell everyone you know, please spread the word, spread the gospel, fix it, Jesus. Because I do not now now you have a girl on her podcast talking about you smell like witchcraft. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Don't don't be the witchcraft of someone else's story. Please. <laughs> that be in our daily affirmation. That's insane. our daily affirmation. We gonna put that in a quote in some clouds and post it on Instagram. Please. Don't. <laughs> don't be the that should not have made me laugh that hard, but that's a crazy quote. <laughs> We're gonna put that on a shirt, y'all. Also. I don't think this is going to be an illusional episode, but like it definitely is 11 o'clock and we've been just chopping it up for like <laughs> four hours. <laughs> we've been meeting to record for like the past four hours, bro. No, literally, not going to hold you. We were like, we should probably record. Like, probably. Like, you know, like the hours past 11 when everything's funny. Like, that's what it's giving right now. As right now. So it, we might be just... a little Delulu, more than usual, because I think we, we kind of bring a natural level of delusion. Uh-huh. I think that's honestly our strength. But now it's just amplified for real that part but before we get into the delusion shoot but before we get into today's topic i do want to remind everybody um we did say we were going to go to dc in march but you know life life does so we definitely are going to take it this year once we book those tickets then we will announce um but just know uh have your funds ready to go to the club if you're a dc girly if you want to join us and you're not sure take that fight if you got that in disposable income but we'll see y'all eventually yeah, we're gonna have a fun night. I mean, even if it's just if it's just me and you, yeah, we have a great time. Mm-hmm. We have a great time by ourselves anyway. But if we can have anybody with us, let us know. Yeah, um, and we'll be providing updates to you guys. And we're not just gonna pop up. This is a type P trip, but we're not yeah. just gonna pop up the day before and say this is when we're doing it. Like we will give you guys more of a heads up. But right now, it's not gonna be in March. It's gonna be later. Yeah, um, so that's good content for y'all. But um, let's get into today's topic. So we were sitting here brainstorming ideas and we're like, I feel like especially for us in our first big girl job era, there's a lot of talk about do what you love, love what you do. You hear mm-hmm. that so many times, but we're like, is there really even a dream job out there that really meets everything you want to do? I, don't mm. know. I think there might not be a such thing as a dream job. Yeah. So for you, Faith, what was your dream job as a kid when you were growing up? Um, I don't think I really dreamed of working growing up. And then um, once Devil, Devil Wears Prada started, I was like, oh, I want to be a fashion editor because I can get free clothes. But then once I kept on rewatching the movie, I realized like it's way too competitive and I'm too much of a baby and I don't have thick skin. And if that lady, if anybody talked to me, even like one line that that lady talked, I, I couldn't, I would probably start crying and quit and call my mom and be like on the subway just crying. So, you know, that was out. And then, but before that, I also wanted, I went to a performing arts school. It was definitely Give Me Victorious. Um, and I wanted to go to Juilliard and that whole nine, um, Dance for the Sons. And it was just like, it was like a short-lived era, but I was a dancing girl. Like I really was. Um, so that was fun. And I want to be a ballerina. And then, you know, high school, didn't know college humbled me couldn't be a tech girly and now i'm an analyst so what about you moms 
for me, maybe it's just the Libra in me, but I just couldn't decide on one thing. Like I had about nine different dreams. Oh. Um, it literally changed every single year. I'm not gonna hold you. So okay. it was based on honestly, it was based on who I admired the most at the moment. So like up until like fifth grade, I had amazing teachers. And I really think it's because Virginia just had really good like education systems. Like they really invested in their teachers for real. I see. So um I loved my teachers and I wanted to be a teacher. Then I got to around sixth grade and things started shifting and I didn't like Miss Bull in sixth grade. Like mm-hmm. I didn't like her. So I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a teacher no more. And then I found out how much they make. Uh, and I was like, even I, I knew I was from a very young age. I knew I, I had a lifestyle in mind yeah. and I wasn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, I don't want to be a teacher anymore. And then I was obsessed with 13 going on 30 as a kid. And she worked as like a magazine editor, like in New York. And I was yeah. obsessed with that idea. So I was like, I either want to do something in like editing, magazines, fashion, beauty, it worked out because that's what I do now. So, yeah. you know, that one stuck. But uh, yeah, and then I got to high school and I was like, no, I feel like I need to be like a real adult. Like, so I'm going to be a lawyer. Mm. Like I said in previous episodes, don't know why that one stuck so deep. But I was like, I need to do a real job and lawyer is what I'm going to do. Um, now, my, my mom still thinks I need to be a lawyer and she thinks I'm going to be a senator. I don't know where this discourse of me being a senator came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I had a little stint in college where I was involved in politics, but I quickly realized like I don't want to do anything in politics because they'd be all up in your business. And if you yeah. know personally, I don't like I don't like excessive business sharing. I just don't. No. I, for what? Um, and my one of my professors from college, like she literally thinks I'm going to be a senator. She wrote it in a letter of recommendation for a marketing job. Ooh. I applied for. Man. I literally applied for a marketing like a marketing role. And she wrote in the letter, I want the nation to be a senator. I said, what? I ask you to do that, actually. Why would you do that? And I didn't even find out until after the fact. And she gave me the letter once after I applied. And she was like, by the way, I know you are applying for this as a, to go into marketing, but I have other dreams for you. <laughs> you that's not your choice to make. I said, Dr. So-and-so, this ain't how this works. <laughs> you, you can't think- just put what you want me to do in a letter for another job. Like, that's not... And I actually got the job, so I really don't... Maybe they believed it. But I said she literally wrote in the letter she don't want me to do marketing. She wants me to be a senator. So maybe they just liked her honesty, but... What? Yeah, crazy. Shout out to her. I'm not going to be a senator, though. No. Uh, but that was my dream job as a kid, or my dream jobs. Um, but do you think it's more feasible today, at least? And I'm saying today as, like, our generation compared to our parents or our grandparents' generation to actually pursue your dream job because I feel like back in the day there might have been some discourse where it's like, let me just get a job first. Yeah. Before I try to find my dream one. Like I'm just trying to pay bills. I'm trying to put food on the table and provide for my family before I try to pursue my dreams of being like an actress, you know? Yeah. I feel like, you know, the older generation was very like family oriented. Like what can I do to provide for my family? What can I do that has good benefits? And has longevity. Like, literally, the older generation is always like, if you work for the government, you know, you you got a job for life. And I'm like, I don't want to work for the government. I had that option, and it sucked. It was all old people, and it literally, they have just been there for like 10, 15 years plus, and now I'm here, and y'all is going to want me to stay here for 10, 15 years plus. No, I want to move around, buckaroo. I don't want to <laughs> stay here. So I feel like back in the day, it was more family-oriented. I feel like our generation is like, 
F them kids for real. Like, let me do what I want to do. I'm in my spending money era. I'm here to work so I can afford my hobbies and my my dream job. You know, it's just not going to make me, not making me as much money to live, you know, but I feel like you can pursue your, you can pursue your dream job in this generation in the arts if you take a leap of faith or you live with your parents. Um, you could definitely do it. Or if you just got seven of y'all just living in one house and y'all all just trying to make it, you know, like let's, let's just really, let's combine our money. Let's get this, let's rent this house out and everybody pay their rent. And really for this generation, we work to pay for fun things. Mm. So it's really like, do you want to struggle financially and hopefully make it in a few years or hopefully you get that big break or you work a job that's a little bit draining and you really never imagined you working it. But you're like, this is paying for what I want and I'll eventually get to what I want to do as a job. What about you, moms? No, period. I, I was going to say, like, I think nowadays you actually have more resources to actually figure out what your dream job could be. Because I think a lot of times you just don't even know the options. Yes. Like, when I think about being a kid, like the options for a job or like you could be a teacher, you could be a doctor, actress, astronaut, firefighter, firefighter, take your pick. You know, like there really weren't that many like options out there. So you really didn't even know what your dream job could be until you met somebody with that job. Yeah. So like now there's less standards. Well, I'm not gonna say less standards, less pressure, I guess, to like build the the perfect cookie cutter type lifestyle where you need to work a nine to five and then be home and then cook and then take care of the kids and then go to sleep and then repeat. Like Mm -hmm. there's less of that structure. So like you can actually have a fun, more leisure style, like job that you actually like versus like, oh, I have to work a job for the government. And looking back, like I get it. Like if the government go and take care of you and your family for X amount of years, and that's your number one priority, like yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Makes sense. You know, like I, if I was in that era, I probably would do the same. It's kind of hard to say, oh, I wouldn't do that, you know, if you're not in that time frame. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's kind of hard to judge what our grandparents and our parents went through. But yeah. at the same time, in my current 2023 era, like, I don't dream of labor. Mm-mm. I don't. I, I like what I do. But I don't, yeah. don't ever want to feel like I'm like slaved to a job. Oh, yeah. I have to, you know, like I'm doing it and putting in hours day in and day out and not enjoying at least somewhat what I'm doing. So like, Mm -hmm. I personally, I I would love to live, laugh and love. Yeah, that's it. That's that's honestly the goal. And I think now you can find it's not necessarily that you're finding a dream job. It's just you're you're finding a job that you like or you love that can make you have a dream life. You can pay for that. Yes. It's not necessarily that your dream job is what you love down to the ground, but it's like, okay, even if I don't love it, at least I still love the life I can make with that job because it's paying the bills. It's giving me work-life balance. It's giving me the money to do what I like to do on the weekends and after work. Like, yeah, you know, like it's a balance now. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So for the job that you have right now, do you think this is your dream job? Um, I feel like I'm still indecisive, not gonna hold you. Like, I'm not too sure what my dream job looks like anymore right now as an adult, because my interests and values have changed so much. And they continue to change. Yeah, ever since childhood and like college onward, even since starting my job, you know, like living on my own for the first time, I feel like a lot of things about me have changed. But I do feel like my job right now, 
I feel like I'm just in a sweet spot. Like I love my company, love mm-hmm. L'Oreal down for real. My mm-hmm. team, I really have bonded so well with them and I feel really supported by them. And career wise, I see a lot of projection with this. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm getting a lot of exposure for my level. It's kind of unreal. Like I get a lot of exposure to like senior leadership and people that I probably would not be able to interact with at all if I yeah. wasn't in the position that I was in. So like the support and the opportunities, I really don't think I can be. And like for me, when I think about what I would like in a dream job, like that's what I want. And the fact that I'm able to make change, like I'm able, if I if I start a project and like I give my all into it, I can actually make change in the company and actually do something. And it's like, some jobs you you might you might propose something and there's just so much like uh, what's the word yeah there's so much like politics so much paperwork probably a lot that you know gets in the way of you making that change happen versus like at least for me working at L'Oreal like it's a very entrepreneurial type of company like if you want to change something you got to go do it and figure yeah. it out there's no paper there's no red line on how to do it you just got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So for me, like the way my brain is wired, that really works for me because I can just kind of figure it out as I go. I see. Um, still, still, still like the structure of like, you know, there are rules. I'm not saying it's a free for all. Yeah. Um, very much. You know, I'm still type A girly, but it's like I can make it my own. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, now, I will also say I feel like my dream job will probably change as I get older. Like in the future, if I'm like married and kids, like. My dream job will probably look way different because I'm probably not going to want like the hustle and bustle forever. Because right now I live a very like fast paced lifestyle. And that's okay right now because I'm single black female addicted to retail. Like that's okay right now. I'm 22. But I don't think that'll work when I'm like 32 or when I'm 42. I'm probably not going to want all that. So I think my dream job will probably change. What about you moms? For me, um... Growing up, like I said, I didn't really have like a dream dream job. I was like, this would be cool, you know. But I think as a 22, 23-year-old girly um, who loves to do things after work and likes to shut off my computer at five, unless like, you know, I have like an India or, or uh, I don't know, somebody over there in a crazy time zone, you know, city um, or country. I think right now, yes, as 23-year-old, three-year-old Faith, I think this is my dream it's a juror job. I wouldn't say dream, but it's definitely a juror. You know, I value work-life balance. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely provides that. They really prioritizes like family and, you know, emergencies and things like that. Like they even have like critical PTO. Like if something happens, you don't got to take your regular PTO. Like they have like, go ahead and take that time for yourself. Call it a day. You don't even have to dip into your PTO balance. Um, I didn't really realize how important uh, work-life balance was. And I don't think people do until they get into the workforce. Cause I was talking to my coworkers and they were saying like, I feel like our, my generation, well, they were saying they feel like my generation feels like they just want to get that money and grind, 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 but then they're burnt out by like 26. And Mm. they're like, they don't realize that Cisco is such a work-life balance centered company until they get in. And, you know, unless you have somebody that you know, that works at Cisco, how would you know? You know, and the money will eventually come, but they're not really giving you the big bucks like that for real. Um, but not working on my PTO, closing my computer. You know, I feel like that's a big one. Like I will not be, I will not be checking WebEx. I, I'm not bringing my computer actually to the country or city that I'm going to. Um, also having managers that understand that I don't need to take PTO for everything. 
I could just work a little harder or later in the week to make up for my work that I miss. Like if I take a flight, I don't got to take PTO. If I have a dentist appointment, okay, we'll just work a little extra at later or earlier in the week, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also like being comfortable to like take breaks. Like I, I don't feel like I'm being micromanaged and oh my gosh, I feel like that's a big green flag in a company not being micromanaged. Like, yeah, I get your work done, of course, but like, they're not like, Hey, what did you do? What did you do today? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you're, or, or why, why are you not green right now? Oh, okay. Now no. you're, yeah. No. Cause I, I had PTSD for sure from, from my defense contractor company. And now I'm just like, if I want to take a break, I can, cause I know I've done good, good work. I know I'm doing good work and let me just take a break. Like I'm yeah. just going to walk, you know, at first I was very hesitant. Cause I was like, no, like if they can fire me now, I'm just like, I've done good work today. Let me go ahead and just take a break. And I'll get back to it when I get back to it, you know. Um, and I will say I really do enjoy my company. I know it feels like we're saying like, oh, my gosh, we really do. But I feel like we really got blessed with good companies. No, for, for real. And this is coming from someone that worked like 80 million jobs in college. Like, girl, there was a lot of companies I could have went with that I don't think I would have got as much of an experience with. For one, a positive one at that. Yeah. And one where I feel like I'm being treated as an equal equal that's also a green flag in a company they they don't see you as that 22 year old or that young person yeah if anything they see my age as like a like a plus they're like oh you're young you can bring a new fresh perspective you can teach us about whatever it is that's that you know we might not have that perspective as someone that's been at the company for 10 years because you've been in the company for 10 years you know like versus us we're coming in with fresh perspectives and coming and seeing it with like new eyes like they yeah. really do value that versus being like, oh, you don't know anything. You're only 22. Yeah. They, I you know? really feeling like an equal and not being micromanager. I feel like two really big green flags that you should definitely bring up in your interview. If you can figure out a way to like, you know, talk about it a little bit better. But uh, but also, I think in the future, uh, my dream job will be a, a job where I can travel a bit more. You know, after I, I think I got that travel bug in me. And now, obviously not every month, but maybe like once a quarter. Oh yeah, I got that dog in me. For yeah, yeah. Woof. You know, like, <laughs> like are you kidding? Really given, I I want to get out there. I want I want to do it on the company's dime though. Well, yeah. So I'm 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 trying to figure out how I'm gonna get to Paris because okay. I'm like, baby, that's headquarters. We oui, we. Oui. Where are we going? Mm-hmm. I want to so go to my Bangalore. goal is to make it there. Bangalore, Mal- ba- no, Bangalore is in Malaysia. Bangalore is in India. We have a Malaysia and Bangalore office, and I want to go to both. Cause I got some friends there. That's what I liked about working about in, working at international companies. You have friends in other countries. Yep, friends in high places, Fr- friends yes. everywhere. Truly, mm. it it so it's super cool. Um, I know we were like hyping it up, like it's sponsored by Cisco or L'Oreal, but we really are just enjoying. Our- <laughs> I was gonna say they didn't pay us. They do pay us, but they us. they're not paying us for this podcast. <laughs> no, no, not. But you know, what do you think? By the time you're thirty, what do you think your dream job will be? Um, I have a couple plans. Honestly, I'm just going to leave personal out of it because it, it's very easy for me to be like, oh, well, if I'm married and kids and this and if I'm not that, yeah. honestly, if I'm just looking at it from a blank slate, um, I think I would start or be interested in going down the entrepreneurship route and like okay. starting to work for myself. Like, okay. I feel like at that point, I'd be like, okay, I've done, I've done eight years of working in corporate. Mm-hmm. I know what to expect. I know what a good company looks like because I've already worked at one. Yeah. At that point, I will have finished my MBA. Um, 
I guess if you haven't listened to previous episodes, I'm getting my MBA from Wharton and I have a deferred program that I got accepted into. So I'll be doing that. And that's a two year program. So I plan to finish that before I'm like 28 at least. Okay. Um, and by that point, if I'm thinking about 30, I would have had about, I would have had some years to figure out what I want to do. And at that point, I think I would want to do my own type of startup. And yeah. I think that could also be done simultaneously while I'm working. But I think in order to focus on a startup, you really have to give it your all. And like, yeah, I think it's very hard to have a full-time job and a startup and make sure you're, you're giving your all into both of those. And for me, I'm a zero to hundred person. I'm yeah. either giving a hundred or I'm not. So like, I will give all my energy into one thing. Mm-hmm. So I see myself doing that, but I also see myself being an entrepreneur and being like, like a product manager or like um, a, a GM a, or um, what am I trying to think of the term general manager of a brand yeah. or a product and being like the creative brains and like almost like the internal CEO of a product at a company where I'm like completely launching and taking over that product and like seeing the creative direction on that. Like that'd be so cool. So like either I'm doing it on my own outside of a company or I'm inside the company making the change. Either way, I see myself controlling a product and like the creative vision behind it. I see. Um, I would also love to start my own like mentorship program for black girls. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. And doing that on the side, like having like a mentorship business or something similar. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be like my dream by 30. Yeah. I, I didn't realize how much of a thrill and fun I get with helping girlies younger than me. Even though I, you know, I am younger, I, I got to mentor one girly. She was an intern and it felt so good. Like she looked up to me, even though we were a few years apart. So mm-hmm. just imagine when I actually have like wisdom to give. Like, I feel like I definitely had wisdom, but like wisdom, like not like three months wisdom, like eight years of wisdom. Yeah. Not like nuggets. Like we giving no. you... Like, this is what you need to do in order to be successful vibes. Right. Like, we're giving you chicken tenders. Like, we're not yeah. at nugget level anymore. Oh, rotisserie vibes. Yeah. Shoot. Okay. The whole turkey. Okay. Well, we're okay. talking about chicken, but you get what I'm saying. Turducken, if you will. <laughs> Crazy. Insane. Uh, <laughs> but for me, <laughs> I want to be a mom. By 30, my goal is to be a mom. Um, my 20s, I've kind of stopped putting milestones on them. You know, the engagement probably coming soon. Then, you know, comes wedding, not no kids, ain't nobody being aunties, ain't no meatballs getting served nowhere, no time soon. No Burberry collars. No, I don't even, the thing is, we're probably going to have, like, outfits made in Nigeria. I'm not going to hold you. Like, Lola's grandma's birthday is coming up, and his mom was like, hey, like, we need to get Faith fitted for um, her outfit for grandma's birthday. I was like, oh. I'm a part of the family. I'm I'm getting we're all having the same fabric and I'm having I'm getting like a real outfit for real. So oh, that's cool though. I'm so like I'm really a part of the family. Like the her, his mom loves me. I like love authentic. That's authentic. Yeah. So will we be having a cultural wedding? We'll definitely have cultural aspects, but I I need that white dress. Um <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm not doing colors down the now down the aisle. Now for the reception, I might be just doing some colors, but that aisle. I'm I'm in that white dress. Maybe a maybe a bust down. I don't know. But um for me it'll be I want to be a mom. I want to work from home all the while all the while working as a CEO. I do plan on work, working up on my business and the product that I want to, you know, launch during my 20s and hopefully by, by the time I'm 30, Lola will be the CTO, I'll be the CEO and we'll just be building the brand. 
Um, and hopefully it'll just be like already up and running and all of that just have to run to behind the scenes while I have like my kids, you know, so that that's the goal, but we'll see. Cause I didn't think 23 would look like this. So I think I'll be on the East coast for real. Um, yes. It's up yeah. in the air, but I honestly, I'm gonna just trust the journey. Yeah. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. What happens happens vibes. Yeah. But moms, while we're on that topic, do you think that you can still do what you love? And make a good living at the same time. I don't think do what you love, but I also, I think you can do what you like. Like, I love to talk. I love to network. And that's a huge thing, a part of being in corporate. Um, now, doing what you love, I feel like you can't really do that unless you're, like, not not starting at least, unless you have really good connections or nepotism or a form of it. You know, like, you got the job because of your uncle or your grandpa or whatever. It also can start as a hobby that you love and you and you work, you know, like as a, as a barista or something like that. I mean, not many people, nobody loves being a barista because, y'all know, I was a barista. I work at Dunkin' Donuts, which that's not a barista. I pumped syrup into cups. OK, uh, <laughs> but it can, it can start as a hobby, you know, and then once you or people on the social or things like that start to see your potential um, and you start to get some traction then you can really build that brand or product for yourself and then quit that job that you like and start doing what you love. I I think you can really do do what you like, but doing what you love and, you know, making a good living off of it. I think few and far people in between get to have that dream. What about you, mom? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's a very thin line between starving artists and yeah. being very lucky and making it big. And whenever mm-hmm. I like watch those behind the scenes like interviews, like I'll watch like genius interviews or any type of interview with an artist. They'll be like, Yeah, you know, I was couch surfing for nine years before I finally made it in the studio. No. No. They got that dog in them and I don't got that. <laughs> no roof. You hear me? No. Like I, <laughs> personally personally, like I, I didn't maybe I'm just a realist and like I just be seeing the real aspect of a situation, but like, I just don't think I would, me personally, I'd be able to do that. And I think mm-hmm. by about, by about year four, actually that's generous. Uh, that's pushing it. That's generous. I'll be like, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah. You know, if, if that's the case. And I think about how many artists are very, very talented doing what they love, but they're not making the lifestyle to match that talent. or They're not making the lifestyle to match all the effort they're putting into it. And it's like what you said, like if you do what you like instead and what you love as a hobby, you might have a more fulfilled life, you know, like you might be able to live a happier life where you're not struggling, but you're still enjoying at least what you love in some capacity. It might not be your full time job. Yeah. But it's like at least, you know, you're doing it every Saturday and you performing and you got money to invest in that because you're real. You're not your real job. I mean, I use that language. Your stable job. Yeah is what's helping put the bills together. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I feel like you can do both. But you just have to be smart about it because you also don't want to be putting yourself in a position where like you don't have to do that. You don't have to couch surf for nine years. Yeah. Do you love. And I also feel like once you if you work a stable stable job and you do those hobbies, you you can really appreciate those little wins. Like mm. for me, one of my hobbies is editing. I love documenting my life. As you guys can see, me and Danesia get along very, very well. Like, we've been really good friends for freaking, I don't even know how many freaking years. Since like Dude, we getting up there. 16, 17 vibes. Um, 
And I've been documenting my life, I think, since then. And I probably got in total $300, $400 in the past, like, five, six years that I've been doing this. But doing YouTube on the side has, like, really helped. I, I when I, when that, when I hit that $100 threshold, I'm like, period. Like, I got the $100 and now that's being saved for I don't know what, but at least I got some money. You know, like, it, it really pays off. But if it was only, it was my only job, I would be like, okay, where am I going to find the other $1,700 to make rent, you know? Yeah. And, oh, to that point, that's a good point. Like, I think once your dream job becomes your real job, you might start losing passion for it. Yeah. Because I think about, like, like artists that are like, oh, I'm just burnt out. Like, I love to sing and song, right? But, like, now this is all I do all the time. And it's starting to feel like a chore. Like, it's not starting to feel like something that I'm actually passionate about. So it's like, I think if you keep your your dream or your passion as something that is maybe not your your full-time job, it mm-hmm. might actually keep it to where you're actually passionate about it long-term or you don't get burnt out from it. Yeah. Or you need to do, you need to do a, a, another variation of it. Yeah. Or keep it exciting. So it's not just the same thing over and over again, because that's just as bad as having a job where you don't where you're not passionate about it at all. If like you're doing the same thing and you have no like new change or excitement or you're not accomplishing any goals in it, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. It's, 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 it's hard, I, especially in your twenties. I feel like, you know, we talk about it a lot cause we are in our twenties, but like if you are taking the art route or creative route, and we also, we talked about this with my little sister, um, what it was, what's the title called moms? Our last episode. Um, what to do if you're not going down the traditional route of yes. college. Definitely tap into the episode if you are one of the creative girlies or you really just don't know um, if you want to do the college route because that definitely gave us some more insight what, of what it's like to be creative. Um, and this yeah. definitely kind of coincides with it. Um, we realize a lot of you guys um, are soon to be corporate girlies or in high school, like a lot of you guys aren't actually in the corporate world. Um, so we really have been trying to get outside of that corporate space and talk about more so things that you guys can relate to. Um, so definitely do send in some um, episode ideas if you guys have them, because we we have an entire bank that we pick from if we're running out of ideas like for today. This was a out of just pick pick from the bank idea. And I'm really glad we talked about it because it's yeah, it's a good topic. Yeah. And honestly, like. Definitely tap in with that other episode because I think it just shows you can't be afraid to change your path too. Like if you think something is your dream job and you're doing it, you're like, oh, actually on second thought, this really isn't for me. Like you shouldn't feel pigeonholed into doing the same thing forever just because you dedicated time to it. And it's crazy that like we have to make a decision on what to do with our lives when we turn 18. Like I'm literally a kid. That's a lot of pressure for an 18 year old to make a decision on. Like there's no way what you decided at 18 needs to stick to when you're 30 there's just no way or even when you're 21 22 23 like yeah how am I supposed to know how to act my age I just turned this age baby this is the first time I'm experiencing life in in this in these eyes like I don't know what I'm doing so like be fair with yourself and cut yourself some slack and if you get into something and you realize you don't like it it's okay to leave that even if you invested time into it you're going to feel a lot better if you leave and try something different rather than if you stayed and regret it. And stayed stagnant. And also, like, w- literally three, six months in, they're like, okay, what are your short-term and long-term goals? I just got out of college. I really don't know what I want to do with my life five, five years down the road. Girl, my goal was getting here. The, my goal was getting the job. 
that's it. And having enough money to pay rent. Now that I have that, as long as y'all keep paying me good, like, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I, I can make some shake. I, I made a whole little diagram for him, but realistically, is that going to stay in the next six months? Probably not. It yeah, was we literally just had a goal setting workshop actually. And it really put, it really helped me learn how to set goals at work because I think a lot of times people are just like, I want to be better at itself, but it's like, how are you going to measure that? When do you want to, how are you going to get that done in the next year? How are you going to measure how well you and how better you got? Like, what are you doing to actually make that goal happen? Yeah. And when they put it in that perspective, I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, Maybe I should think about my goals as more small wins mm. than like actually tangible things rather than like, I'm going to fix X, Y, and Z within the company within a, within a year. Because some of the stuff you probably can't fix on your own. Mm-hmm. But what are some small wins you can make for yourself, especially if you are a corporate girly, that will make an impact and change and make you feel good and like fulfill you. Because at the end of the day, it is your career. So what are you going to put on your little like internal resume of things that you've done? Yeah. And that also goes to personal as well. I, it helps with me just seeing it on my computer screen, my, my bingo board. I think I also could make a bingo board for work, but like, I don't want to do that for life. Like, you know, take yourself on a solo date a month, like journal every journal, every uh, journal, every week. I can't do it every day. Cause I, I got a lot to say, but I don't want to write my hands. I, I can't do that. Or go to this concert, like things that, you know, you can accomplish that are small, but you know, when you do them, you're going to feel fulfilled. Exactly. Yeah, really? It's the small wins for real. Yeah, and I didn't realize that until now because I was just looking, I was looking towards the destination, destination. I wasn't enjoying the journey. Mm, come on, Miley. It's the Girl. climb. Girl, the way I cry every time that song plays. <laughs> it's the That's climb. Gospel is crazy. My mom's. But when you, when you hear the lyrics, I can imagine like the climb as like a rendition in church. Yes. You just take them lyrics, add some piano in there. I was just about to say, add a choir, shoot. It's a wrap. The climb with the choir. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wait, I need to hear that now. Yes. Because that just took me to a whole nother. Take me to the king. Take me to the king. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, yes, this one was honestly one of our shorter ones, but I feel like we jam-packed a lot into this. We so. talked a lot. I, we actually talked a lot for our Rosebud and Thorn, but we have had a lot of um, guests. So, you know, yeah. y'all need to know what's going on. Yeah. But our affirmation of this week is don't let your job define who you are. Which can be hard. Can be, can be very hard, especially if you worked so hard to get a job and that's been your main goal and your main focus for, let's just say, all of college or all of high school and you finally get it. It's like, what now? Don't and, let that job define you. And for a type A, type a black girlies, it's kind of hard because you want to you've always been an overachiever. So now in the space that you're in, now you're like, OK, I need to raise my hand for all this stuff, but don't get burnt out. Mm. Do even though you're raising your hand for a lot of things, once you realize, okay, what is my bandwidth? I This is how much my day job takes up. Okay, what are two or three things that I can do extra that will add, you know, to my repertoire, that I can add to my resume, that will add to the company? You know, if you, if you do want it to be a girly that doesn't just go to work and leave, if you do, okay, solidify that in the beginning. But if you really want it to be a type A overachieving girly, like a lot of us are, 
pick two or three things. For me, I picked six and then I got a little bit burnt out. So learn from my mistakes. Yeah. And find elements that can make your job currently. If it's not your dream job, how do you make it your dream job? What are Mm -hmm. small things you can pick out? Like, oh, like, you know, if I do this, it'll make my day a little more enjoyable. Or, oh, I find out that I really am good at this. Like, this could be an aspect that I add into my day. Like, you can make your job. Don't just take it for face value. You can turn your job into a dream job based on what you like. Yeah. And talk to your manager about your goals or what you want to see happen. But you can honestly take whatever you're working on and turn it into what you want. Like, y'all know I like to talk. You know, if you know me personally, or even if you watch my story, like, y'all know y'all know I like to talk. So my my manager... Anything that he knows that is helpful with so- being social, getting people out of their shells, he he was like, "Oh, faith will be good for that." And for me to spice up my day, I put one at least one one on at least three to four one on ones on my calendar every off week, which are my last two weeks in every month, and it really does make my day. I look forward to those. Like, I, what is your personality? Like, who are you outside of work, and how can I help you? And how can you help me? I mm-hmm. love networking, so. Just find something that you know you're good at that will really give you some um, fulfillment in your day. Period. I yeah. feel like we dropped some gems. Oh, my God. I was just about to say that. That's crazy. Like, we're now at the point where we can actually talk about work stuff and feel like we know what we talk about. Because before oh. it was like, girl, give us a couple months. We just got here. We don't know what we doing. I'm just I'm just trying to stay afloat. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But for our calls from the request line, we are hoping to do an entire episode filled with and trying to trying to answer y'all dilemma. Some of y'all, I don't know. We gonna we gonna we gonna hold hands and pray. Um, but we're gonna collect them like infinity stones and send them to what are we? What do they send them to, moms? Uh, send them to free suggestion bots. So if you go to the link in our bio and our Instagram, you'll see it on there. Mm-hmm. Send it in there. It's completely anonymous. You can talk to us about literally anything. Yeah. We might not have been through your situation, so we will give you the best advice we know how, and we will never yeah. steal you wrong. So I feel like we're doing an ad in a newspaper. Literally. <laughs> we're going to try to do some research on these questions. So send them in before ep- uh, our last episode, and this is episode eight. So we have one, ep- one more episode before we get to episode 10, um, and we will try to do some research and really get provide y'all with some great answers. Yeah, usually we we see these and then we reply on the fly. But now that we're like dedicating a whole episode to this, like we will really take time to flush out like solutions. Like if you if you have a huge dilemma, we will really try to give you all the pros and cons on all sides of it. So mm-hmm. please send those in. Um, yeah, talk to us. Yeah. Um, but our favorite segment. Let's get into our favorite. Let me go ahead and grab my. We have a couple. Why would you say that? Um, yes. Mom, you want to go for this week. Oh, let me let find me see here. We got Safari. I sent all mine to Denaja on Twitter. So some of mine actually have come from TikTok because TikTok gets more unhinged by the day. It does. I forget that we do. Why would you say that? At, like Twitter is my main thing, but but TikTok. Honestly, having a why would you say that episode maybe next season would be fun. Oh, crazy, but fun. Crazy for real. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, there here's one. Seeing veneers in person is crazy. They they don't have that enamel luster. They got the same texture as keys on a piano. <gasps> piano? Come Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Frick, one of my other ones got deleted. I just want to need screenshot things. 
And the visual of veneers, though, like, I just think about them chompers underneath. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. They really shave their teeth down like that. Like, I just couldn't do it. Because if I look in the mirror after, before they put the veneers on and I see them little chompers. Imprinted in my head. Like, Jacob did to, uh, what's her name? Renesmee. Yes. Rosalia. Shoot, what, what is her name? Renesmee. <laughs> Like, I'm still not over that though because why would you imprint on my daughter, bro? And then nickname her Nessie, Loch Ness Monster. Loch Ness Monster? No, absolutely the- not. Are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you t- at that time at that age were you Team Jacob or Team Edward? And at this oh. age, what are you? Team Jacob, baby. I was ride or die for my man, like. The fact that that man is also not Native American in real life blows me. What? Someone's lying to him. He Yes, Taylor Lautner is completely Caucasian. Oh, he's a spicy white. No, that's more than spice, baby. That's genetics. Someone in his lineage is lying to him. <laughs> I don't care. Like, he's when he grew his hair out? Oh, that was a wig. Was it? Mom, go look at that picture, mom. That would be wig, mom. There's no way. And the thing is, two seconds later, now was cut off. That man did not grow that hair. I swore he grew that hair off his head. That's crazy. I was like, wow, he really grew all that hair. Like, he had to be L oil on hand. Like, I really didn't. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but either way, I still stand beside him. Like, love Jacob. Now, looking back, I didn't realize how weird the whole imprinting thing was. Me either. As a kid, I was just like, oh, I love Jacob. Like, he has never done Bella wrong. Like, Edward be making Bella cry. He was trying to make her warm in that little tent. Like, he was really providing. Like, I had shirts. I had posters. I was there for every premiere. Like, that was my man for real. I think it's because I always root for the underdog or like the second choice guy. Cause yeah. I'm like, if she was really in love with the first guy, she would have never, the second guy could have never came along and distracted her. Yeah. So I always be thinking about that. Like, but then again, technically Edward was the second guy. Technically. So I stand corrected, but all I know is I read all the books and my mom really? stopped me. Yes. My mom literally stopped me. Because she heard, like, from the parent society that the, the last book had sets in it. And she was like, oh, you can't read that. I was like, girl, I've read all the... You don't even know what's in the other books. I've been read them. I was, like, 11 reading, thick reading that. Bible thing, like, Bible thick books. The, the, I think the size scared me. So I was like, I'm not even going to do this because I'm... I, oh, girl, my teacher said, you're reading above a fifth grade level. I said, baby, give me that book. <laughs> And I was really, I was dead ass curled up on the couch reading, like going, like breezing through those books. Like I would take a weekend and I would really read that. And I remember we had a reading log (laughs) that you had to write for your teachers, like what you've been reading. And my teacher was like, you're reading Twilight? And I thought she was impressed. She was probably concerned. Oh yeah. That parent was like, if this girl gets to the last volume. And my nosy self used to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to look for it anyway. I used to go to the library looking for it. You might not let me read it, but I'm going to read it at school. How about that? <laughs> so my mom, so I come from a strongly religious background. Hated this. Actually, I hated all my stepdads. Well, except for one. But basically, 
I guess owls are like a bad omen or a bad spirit or something. I was reading like I was I've been always been really into sci-fi and I guess like I was reading something demonic. My mom threw my book outside. (laughs) An owl to this day. I was like, mom, like, why did you have? And the thing is, books were my life source. Like that was my oxygen, you know, during middle school. And I was like, mom, like, why? And she's like, I was trying to protect my kids. To this day, she stands on that. You saw it now, so you threw my book. My and my 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 step monster was like, yeah, like that's demonic. Put that outside. But throwing it outside is crazy because it's What's still that? there. It's I've already read it. <laughs> the damage was done. Through. I'm gonna finish that series. As oh. an adult, that's here, Hilly, my inner child, because I was sobbing. I was like, I had one of those house rooms. Um, like Anne Hathaway and Princess Diaries where like it's like the swirly stairs. I, I loved it. I had like a I had like a studio up there. And I was like, I hate it here. Like I was so bro, but that was like taking away food for me. Like I would just be up there. Yeah. I would be making uh musicallys and I would be reading books. Oh that's girl, that's how I feel when my mom took away Twilight. Talking about <laughs> I can't read the last volume, it's inappropriate. I said, girl, do you, do you even know which team you're on? no i didn't tell her that but i for sure thought it you know you just be thinking about the comebacks you wish you could say out loud without getting hit like yeah that was really what i was thinking um but how do we even get on this Uh, it's them hours (laughs) it's the bro it's 11 56 p.m it's them hours. We got to work in a few hours okay for real what are a few why would you say that so let's get it going for real Okay, so I see on Twitter, um, someone posts a picture of Johnny Depp, his old self. Um, he looks raggedy in the picture. <laughs> love him. Love Johnny. Ever yeah. scissor hands. Great, great film. Um, the quote, the, the, the tweet says, he looks 25. And someone quotes it says, days from dying. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? Like, Because he really looks like not how he used to look back in the day. Picture you talk about, he do he do look a little mildewish. He look a little crazy, loving, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, and then the whole DDG Hallie yes. Ruby Rose situation makes me so mad because let's leave Little Mermaid out of it. How about that? For real, she's so sweet. She's so sweet. Like I wish she would have never said anything about the situation. Like you about to be Little Mermaid? Why are you beefing with, with Ruby Rose? You know, yeah. like I love her so much. I just want. I just want her to flap her little mermaid tail and be free. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, DDG, they basically were posting screenshots like on the Shade Room or some site about him cheating and like him being in Ruby Rose's DMs after they had just broken up. Sick. And he's going to comment uh, the cap emoji four times. CGI, don't believe that demon. I rebuke in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Sir, they're screenshots. She did not make this up. Blaming cheating on CGI, <laughs> my head hurts. From that. It's crazy. Like that's like when Offset got caught cheating, and he said, "Y'all won." What? <laughs> Were we in a game? And I remember, I remember all the times Offset cheated because it was so funny. The first time he cheated, uh, he got caught in some Instagram models DMs on Twitter or something. He got caught in somebody DMs on Twitter. He started tweeting like I'm gay. I like like he started tweeting. <laughs> I don't remember that. He 
started tweeting stuff that would make it look like he got hacked. And it was just like, bro, what are you talking about? Men's brains? But he typed it the same way he usually typed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it wasn't even... Like, you mean to tell me someone hacked into your phone, the first thing they opened up was a go on Twitter to go DM some Instagram models? Come on. And then said, I'm gay? And then said, I'm gay. Come on now. Not convincing. Not at all. Stupid. Just dumb. Just, oh, they, they pissed me off. Um, <laughs> uh, let me find my other one because it was really funny. Oh, oh, oh. Um, this girl on TikTok going to say, when I'm losing the argument, I tell him, I tell his broke self, let's go jean for jean. And it shows her showing how many jeans she got. And basically <gasps> she said in the comment, he only got four, so I'm a win. Jean <laughs> <laughs> for jean? <laughs> and then someone in the comments said, I'm going draws for draws because he only got a couple. That means two or three. Two or three boxers recycled. How many... Well, okay, it's either how many days are you not wearing drops? <laughs> <laughs> no draws is crazy. I'm sorry. No, honestly, there have been some discourse that the girlies just don't be wearing draws. I, I heard that too. And I said, wow, I'm shocked. In jeans, though? In jeans is crazy. Raw dog and jeans is actually insane. Insane. I'm not gonna hold you anything other than like maybe sweatpants is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's because I maybe it's just because I think about like the lifestyle I'm living right now. I just thought about like being on the subway, sitting down in a dress with no drawers on, and it just really just like it really just unsettled something in my spirit. Like <laughs> I until I got like into an adult, I've always said panties. But now I'm like, I understand why they're called draws. Like they're draws. Like those are draws. Take them draws off. You know, like I, they're not take them panties off. Like that sounds a little childish. Well, the thing is, I think I think there's a difference. There's some panties that are just draws. There's some panties that are oh, those they're, are panties. Yeah, they are panties. They're panties. They're panties. We are tired. <laughs> <laughs> Take them draws off? Are you kidding me, Faith? <laughs> oh, crazy! Oh, wow! Wait, 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 wait! This is gonna send you. I got one more. This is gonna send you. <laughs> this girl on Twitter said, "I watched a video where the girl broke off her marriage because she caught her fiance getting breastfed." By his mom in the toilet on their wedding day. The only thing that really caught me up guard when I heard that is the toilet. What? <laughs> dog in the toilet? <laughs> and then also, why does she have breast milk? <laughs> why does the mom have breast milk? Why does the mom have any left? I think I think the point is that there was no breast milk to be had. Why is the grandma the baby? Trying <laughs> to figure. Uh, there's just a lot of layers to that. There's a lot of layers to this one. The grandma is, in fact, the baby in this one. The grandma is the... Well, the husband's the baby. The, yeah. The to be technical. The grandma's the mama. Either way, it's crazy. It's, because yeah. imagine imagine your wedding night. You no. walk in to go check on it. Let's say y'all doing a first look. 
<gasps> and you walk in thinking you going in the room for the first look and he in there getting breastfed by his mom on the toilet at his big age in his and, cups and the thing is you got in, in your head is she is he cradling him is she cradling him on the toilet what's the I think that's the only way they can both i don't even know I, I, i'm more stuck on the wedding day <laughs> actually no i'm stuck on the act itself because for it's giving like one last time before you're married that's what it's giving which means it's been an ongoing consistent thing and how did it start it started at a very early age oh maybe this never stopped <laughs> never stopped though be like hey mom i need i need, I need a re-up before my football game <laughs> what she probably like yeah he's actually 3046 weeks <laughs> Be like, mom, I need you to uh, add my supplements to my protein, please. Hey, mama, I can't, I can't make the appointment today. Can you just ship it to me? <laughs> <laughs> appointment? <laughs> and that's what it sounds like. Like he probably had to text her to come into the into said bathroom. Hey, hey mama. mom, can you meet in five? Yeah, yeah, give me a minute. Oh, oh my gosh. Like, if you really sit and think about how that came about, there's just so many steps that have to go into place yeah. for this to happen. And yeah, that she she broke off the marriage. I'm just thinking, I don't know how shoddy walked down the aisle that day. I would not have walked down no, no aisle. No, I would have outed him. There's just no way. Like, I, I, I would be traumatized for one. And I'm airing you out to the whole wedding, just so you know. I'm I'm leaving here with, with something. something, and that something is vengeance, baby. I'm telling the whole crowd because everyone's gonna be wondering why is the wedding off. He and they're getting breastfed on a toilet, on a toilet by his mother. You tell me if you'd walk down that aisle. That's embarrassing. Talk about talk about mommy's boy. That's crazy. Mommy issues is crazy. But also, I really support people oversharing on TikTok. Like, I, it really fuels me. Because I've, I've been trying to be more of a private girly, so they really they really give me my fix. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes when they be talking about their situations, I'm like, there's just no way you can make that up. Bro, somebody on here, this guy on here, he was like, hey, like, I don't know how sensitive y'all are, but, like, if you getting beat up, like, just fight back. If you get beat up by your boyfriend, just fight back. Because I know my mom used to fight back. <gasps> now, that is so sick. People just say anything. Anything. No bars held. Like, you know the digital footprint is really digital footprinting real bad. Real bad. Ugh. Like, I yeah. really, I, I try to stay in that, you know, still in my happy-go-lucky, like, millennial vibe, but also, like, I'm still got digital footprint. I'm going to be 45 one day. It, thank you. Like, eventually, when all this is said and done, and TikTok well, dies, like, what you said still stands. And will my kids be like, Mom, so you telling me I can't do this, but you? This you? This you? Yeah. No. Nah. Mm-hmm. Now, my pride is a little bit too heavy for that one. So, um, but y'all, this was a really good episode. I, I mean, I don't say this every single time. So why would you say that took the cake this time? Because 
If yeah. you walk in to your fiance getting breastfed, just what are y'all doing? What What would you do? Let's, that's, that's, let's actually let's ask the audience. What would you do? <laughs> <laughs> let's ask the audience. Oh DM us God. and tell us what you would do. I'd actually love to hear that response because I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie. I think I would freeze for a second. Oh yeah. I'm probably having a panic attack because all that money going into that wedding. Granted, probably not my money, but still. Like everybody already there. Embarrassment. Colors coordinated. Flower girl got the basket and he over here. taken. He over here is sucking dust. Like I just. Sucking dust is crazy. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) If you want a rom-com, that's kind of aligned with that, but like. <laughs> it's not this. It's basically like a watch along came Polly. It's a really good rom com. Nothing really similar, but they get a wedding and it gets called off. Basically, mm. a great rom com. Um, a little cheesy, but who you need it sometimes. Um, but y'all, we love y'all. Thank you so much for sticking through with us. This was definitely a Delulu episode, but worth yeah, it. Yeah, we yeah, it's 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 the mountains, bro. We're we're a little delusional. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. This is this is. This is your 20s. <laughs> okay. This is your 20s. I got a banging headache. I'm finishing the podcast. Tomorrow I got to host a panel. That's just what it has to be. That's just, it is what it is for real. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's really live in the journey and look towards the destination. That's really what it's giving right now. It's the climb. It, no matter, uh, I'm, about to, I'm about to cry and put that on in the dark right now. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. All right, moms. Moms, we'll be back at it again next episode. All right. We love y'all. Bye.